0: We can't
1: allow any further delay.
2: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 58. Today is June 27th. I'm meteorologist mm. Jeff Orgeron, joined by meteorologist Katie Suniga in studio. Hey, Katie.
0: Hola.
2: And chief meteorologist Mark Nelson, who is in that broom closet once again, or just a <laughs> recording studio. How's it going, How's it going, Mark? It's a
1: It's called a recording studio, and I got something new today. I am so freshly showered, like 20 minutes ago. If you could be in here and smell how fresh this room is. I smell like a newborn baby today, Jeff.
2: Yeah, Yeah. usually we 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 just hear, we see things, we hear things through podcasts, now we're getting smell-o-vision of Mark. Yeah, (laughs) we we have
1: a shower here. Actually, we have two showers at the station. Station, have either of you two ever used the shower?
2: I shower
0: before I come in.
1: Like regular I, people.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. And I do too. Um, I do never do not use that. Um, but Andy Carson uses it. I know because he'll cycle into work or run into work and okay. goes right into So I think you guys share a bathroom.
1: Well, Andy better get to work cleaning that thing. Cause uh, no, actually it's fine anyway. So it is a nice convenience if you have a workplace where you can get shower. Cause I came into work kind of early to do some stuff today, but, um, nice weather, huh?
2: Wow. Yeah. You know what? Um, you know, we had that May, that warmest May on record. June, you know, June has had its days, had, had some cool days, a lot of warm days, but nothing too unusual. Um, you know, we're running a little bit above no. average, you know, start of the month, average high 72, end of the month 78. Um, but nothing too unusual, nothing too extreme, that's for sure. And, I mean, I will say we're going to end the month on a warm note, but mm-hmm. um, nothing I like bet. two years ago.
1: I bet we end up about two degrees above normal. I see we're at one plus 1. Yeah. 1.7 at PDX right now. So by the time we add in, let's see, the month ends. Oh, Thursday. No, Friday is the last day of the month. Is that correct? 27, 28, Yeah, Saturday is the first. You see the mice working up there? It's 28, 23. yeah yeah. So the, yeah. Oh, that's right. The first is Saturday. So yeah, um, yeah I bet we end up at 1.8, two degrees above average. So warmer than normal June.
2: Yeah, yeah. they keep piling up. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, two years ago, this time two years ago we were undergoing that extreme heat wave we went our previous all-time record was 107 we ended up hitting 108 112 116 with overnight lows between about 70 to 75 degrees so you know yeah katie well you were dealing with your own heat in central oregon
0: in central oregon yeah no i I was watching you guys we were talking about it from over there believe me because we did not get that hot
2: yeah, but parts of Central Oregon did Well, get I
0: know not where not where we right. were. Right. My, not my forecasting area. That was
1: up to the, the northeast of us.
2: True. Yeah, was um, it,
1: uh, didn't Pelton, Pelton Dam, and there was that other spot, they both got that 119 tie in Oregon's all-time high? Yeah. So, yeah. There, I noticed, it's interesting, when you look at the map, the chart, I don't know if you guys noticed, I updated it in the last two days, or for some reason I... I, maybe I changed a banner on it, so you, we see files, folks. When if one of us changes something, we see that the date has updated, you know, modified, right. like when you look at a file. And uh, so I took the night, 2021 numbers, and I noticed all areas west of the Cascades and the valleys, that was our all-time heat wave. A few spots on the coast, but in st- uh, central and northeast Oregon, some spots it was the hottest ever, some spots it was not. But uh, for the west side, though, yeah, it was uh, more of an anomaly. But, um, I mean, everybody was baking hot, but, yeah, so... um. Crazy. I can't believe that happened still. 112 on this date? You know,
2: after Hmm. we reach or once we hit the summer solstice, the day in which we see peak heating, most daylight hours, around that time when I'm looking at the forecast, after what we went through in 2021, I don't know if either of you think about it this way, but I think to myself, okay, let's just not get a big, large heat dome or ridge of high pressure. That combination of being around the summer solstice and having strong high pressure can lead to some extreme so once we get you know a couple weeks beyond that if we can avoid a major heat wave then we're generally looking at standard heat waves what would you, would you say mark
1: that said uh, up until that heat wave our, our record highs our hottest temperatures had always been generally mid mid-july to mid-august true so i might disagree with you slightly we might have a small met- you right maybe a little tussle a well, fluffle, not uh, a real fight.
2: 107, while extreme, certainly is not 116, right?
1: True. I mean, I'll give you that. But um, I mean, just the abundance of, of yeah. extreme, you know, 100 degree days typically was in July and August. So we'll the
2: see. Is, the fight is over, folks. The, by the way. fluffle
1: is finished. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah.
2: Um, so it looks like we will escape the low to mid nineties this the end of June, at least we've recorded, I believe one ninety, ninety two 92 degrees earlier this month, Right. but the warmest temperature this year has been in may actually. And it was 93, um, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. And four days, four days in the nineties too. And what Was there...
1: What's a four or five. I thought it was five. Oops. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Well, yeah, I meant, five. wait, I'm going to look. Did I just mess up? It was that four up? days in
0: a row, and then That's we had right. an That's 80 degree, meant. and then there was a fifth one.
1: That's, That's what I meant. I meant a four-day stretch. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, four-day stretch. that one. We had never had, uh, we had only had two days, I believe, in the 90s. We ended up mm-hmm. hitting, right. hitting, you know, four, uh, fifth, and now we've had one this month. So we've had some heat, but we haven't had extreme heat uh and we do have some heat coming our way so let's kind of get into the forecast here i know you guys are fresh off the numbers i saw oh, some yeah. earlier runs and um something i've noticed <laughs> Katie's it, got does, it. it doesn't look like we're gonna have anything extreme it does not look like the models have backed off a tad but we're still gonna get a little mini heat wave if you will right Katie yeah
1: yeah and it's kind of to be determined too because uh katie and i were just talking about this we mm-hmm. uh, we see ridging in general kind of building along the West coast at the end of this week into early next week through the 4th of July. But, um, but we also have little troughs going by to the North, which every, every time one goes by to the North, it kind of dents the Ridge a little bit. So it's like, does it pop up enough to get us like to 95? And that may not happen. Uh, As of right now, I think we're going low nineties for two days, but, um, yeah. Katie, you've got yeah. the 850 millibar. I want to talk 850 millibar temps. Yeah. What do you
0: have well, and I was going to say real quick before we go into that, since you guys were gone last week, I've been watching this and this was showing up much earlier. And then every day it pushed back a little farther and it pushed back uh, a little farther and it pushed back a little farther. So classic. while you guys were gone, all of this stuff was showing. And I told Mark earlier when, when I got in that originally that ridge was going all the way up into Canada. Like, it went real high, and then each day it's been pushed back. It's been a little shallower, a little shallower, a little shallower. So it's been, you know, teasing, but at least in a 7- to 10-day range. It's never actually made it
1: into, like, it that 2- to 3-day range. What's today? Today's Tuesday. It was Sunday night when I was working. I worked Saturday and Sunday. And mm-hmm. Sunday night I looked at the European ensembles, and half of the members had high temps, like 95 to 103 or somewhere in there. At some point, you know. Uh, Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, right in there. But yeah. now, now there aren't as many of those members. So there's just uh, uh, more, a little more, not so much more frothing, but the ridge just isn't quite as strong, which almost nobody would argue with. You know, no, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody minds only being around 90 degrees. But uh, what a stable summertime weather pattern. I mean, yeah, we may not have a, any sort of significant heat wave, but uh, just I just made the forecast there, and you see those 850 millibar temps. The average this time yep. of the year is maybe 10, 12, And every single one of those is above average, even the ensemble averages, which is like, you know, all the different members of the one model. So, um, so for the Euro, oh yeah, what do you have?
0: So for the Euro, it's uh, the ensembles goes 12, 14, 16, 16, 18, 19, 20, 20. So that's each of the days going on. And then even numbers. Yep, and then the GFS goes 15 15 14 12 13 15 17.
1: Oh, GFS and then the Canadian is going a little low.
0: Yeah. It is going lower. And then you have the Canadian Saturday on 15 17 18 19. So both Euro and the Canadian go a little higher, a little higher as we get closer to Monday, Tuesday, and the GFS just starts whoo, dropping down a little as we get closer to those days.
1: Well, so. we will see. oh, by the way guys, today was the day the European ensembles were upgraded.
2: Oh, oh cool. cool. Nice.
1: Every every day there'll be a forty-six day run of the Euro. Wait till we get to winter, um, and that's run at a lower resolution. I think thirty-six kilometer resolution, folks. That's a grid points on models. Like you know, each, each grid point, the calculations are done, so thirty-six kilometers apart. But the uh, European ensembles are now, as of Oops. last night this morning. Uh, they, they were 18 kilometer resolution. Now it's nine kilometer, which matches the European high res operational model, the, the actual the big boy model. So, um, yeah, that'll help a lot in the um, precipitation on our maps, precipitation, snow in the wintertime. So just a little better resolution. And that's globally by far the highest resolution. Um, so are we model.
0: thinking that's going to rain back the overdoing
1: it with them? It may. That's right. Because part of the issue, if you think about this, if, if we're thinking about like grid points, Um, let's just take rain um if there's a grid point over the east side of the coast range there's another one in the middle of the metro area and there's another one in the cascades it's got to kind of for 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 contouring maps it's got to kind of average it out but if you have twice as many grid points i would think the valley will show up better in precipitation and in snow um and and mountains would also you know you'd have mountains would be a little tighter okay Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't really help with the gorge too much although actually that's not true the ensembles probably couldn't see the Columbia River Gorge at all in the past at 18 kilometer resolution. So in the winter, yeah, I didn't think of that. It'll it'll see the gorge just as well as the operational. So that should be interesting. And you know how we always have uh, snow maps, too, when we look at Portland Airport. It's kind of the northern end of the valley, and it'll seem a little higher than what you see at Salem or Wilsonville. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, more resolution is always better. It's never, you never say, oh, I wish this model didn't have as good a resolution. (laughs) Have you ever heard that? Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah I
0: really hope that for central Oregon too, because it being a mountain town and how right. quickly those elevations drop just from one end of one town to the next, it makes it hard because, you know, you get those model runs come in and they say, oh, you're going to get six inches and bend and there's literally nothing on the north end. And then there's eight on the south end and everybody's mad because it, you know, it averages it out, but mm-hmm. there's such a difference that it, it could use a good point on either end of town, maybe even one in the middle. So, yeah, all I for just, points. Yep.
2: Yep. So so uh, hopefully that, that also helps with hurricane season. I know the European oh. model has always hmm. been the king and uh, we are really, in hurricane season.
1: That I didn't know. That's interesting. I, I didn't pay attention since we don't you know deal with hurricanes here, so that's generally it does a little
2: better. Huh? King Euro, yeah, that's what they refer to it as. Um yeah. well, you know, and, and <laughs> Mark likes to hear that. That's music <laughs> to your ears, isn't you <laughs> Um so yeah, uh, This heat is going to be cranking up right around the start of July, right around the 4th of July. It looks like you guys say the warmest days should arrive Monday, Tuesday or so.
1: Yeah, the 3rd or the 4th probably. It doesn't appear that it sticks around for long either. I mean, I think every model has kind of a little weaker, some sort of weak troughing maybe the end of next week. But we'll see how that plays out. I I, I think the screaming message here is there's no rain in sight. We're in our summer dry spell, right? I mean, we all agree we're in that summer dry dry spell. And, um, it just looks like a very stable summertime weather pattern. Like if you have, you know, you want to go out, you're going to, this lake you always like to go camp at now's the time. And sometimes in late June and early July, we're still trying to get out of that last of the spring showers and, you know, sixties and low seventies. So, um, summer arrived a little bit early.
2: Yeah. And, um, a couple of notes, uh, no smoke out here. Uh, we've had a really slow right. start to fire season some of the rain while we were gone, um, out of town help to kind of dampen Mm -hmm. things up and and slow things down. Um, so yeah, get out and enjoy the good air quality for the holiday weekend. Um, and with the heat that's coming in. Well,
1: I was going to say, except for the night of the fourth, the air quality, you know, that, that issue where it's often one of the worst days of the year, worst evenings of the year.
2: Yeah. I think it's interesting though, that, um, there are some bans on fireworks already. Um, so Mm -hmm. hopefully some people Mm. heed the warnings and, you know, the, the laws and whatnot, the ordinances, but, um, Something else to note is with the heat coming in. Sometimes we'll get that offshore wind where the wind is pointed from land to sea, which is usually opposite of what we deal with out here in the northwest, and that really dries out the air and elevates our fire danger tremendously. We're right. not going to see that. We're at least from what I'm I've seen this morning, there were no signs mm-hmm. of east wind. Um, so that being said, we will have you know this stretch of warm days, turning hot, no rainfall coming fire danger is going to be creeping back in so if you're going to be recreating for the holiday weekend if you're going to be camping be smart about what you're doing um you know check local counties and campsites uh for any kind of burn bans or anything like that um and just be smart because we don't want to start a wildfire we don't want our firefighters going out there during the holiday weekend and um, knocking things down go ahead mark
1: Don't throw your cigarettes out the window. That's not cool.
2: Yeah, it isn't. No way. That's
1: my public service announcement Mm. right there.
0: Well, I'll have a public service announcement for you. So one time in this dry conditions over in Central Oregon, somebody had a chain from a trailer that was hitting the ground. Mm. And it sent some sparks off the side of the road and into some dry stuff. And it, it actually set a chain of fires up down the highway. So, you know, little things that you might not even think of is like if you're hauling a trailer and you're headed somewhere, just make sure there's no like spark
1: potential because that could even cause some problems.
2: Yeah. Good point. That's right.
1: It, where it's so dry over there and especially, you know, East of the Cascades where it's so dry, yeah. we once visited a wheat farmer uh, in the Maupin area. And um, we, I remember, I think I, I forget. We just had a small car family went over there to visit cause they were going to have lunch and hang out on their combine like the old days. So I used to do that in college. And I remember we, I pulled right into the wheat field and they're all like, no, no because we just driven from portland so the whole bottom of the car would be hot of course and mm-hmm. that pulled into you know um cut a track that was probably still four to six inches high Like, no don't park in the grass like you know just and they're serious i mean they yeah they have a yeah. water little water truck there but it's like we we'd prefer that you not burn our farm down with your, your
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let's
1: let's get through so th- don't park in dry grass let's get yeah.
2: through the holiday weekend and the start of july hopefully without any wildfires breaking fire out. free yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um
2: and you know, it's it's great that we have good air quality right now. Unfortunately, that is not the case in parts of the central and eastern United States. I was checking out some of the air quality numbers this morning, uh, some of the smoke forecasts, and uh, those big boreal fires are still burning in Canada. Um, they're in a lot, of, they're in remote areas, and uh, Canadian officials oftentimes just let these things burn when they're not threatening homes and they're not threatening mm-hmm. um, properties, etc., um, and that's what's going on right now, and uh, it's all, the, the smoke is dictated by the weather pattern. So if there's a, right. a, a high pressure system over the southern plains like there is right now, just causing Texas and Louisiana areas to bake in heat, that's also helping to steer some of that that um, smoke from northwest to southeast. So um, you've got smoke pouring into the Midwest today um, in parts of the mid-Atlantic, and I'm sure the northeast is going to be getting in on the action. So. Um, if you're going to be traveling for the holiday weekend, you're going to be maybe heading out to Chicago or, let's say, uh, Michigan, uh, you should check on the, the air quality. You can do that in a couple of different ways. You can go to airnow.gov. You can go to purpleair.com, a couple of sites that I like to use. And uh, type in your city and, and check out what's going on with the air quality because you may want to bring an, you know, an extra mask. Um, it's unusual. It, it, this is not a very typical june slash early july that's going to be playing out in the midwest and northeast um and
1: i was have you seen those numbers back there the heat the 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 heat heat numbers are huge
2: are we talking like the southern plains
1: like yeah southern plains
2: oh yeah especially when you look at the heat index heat indices
1: yeah i was just looking at dallas uh dallas fort worth uh, 102 right now this is at 5 p.m their time 102 uh south wind is breezy And the dew point is 72. It's high as 75 at 10 a.m. So Uh the dew point is in the 70s, and we think 60-degree dew points are bad. So, okay, so it's 102. The heat index is 113, yet at the same – okay, so it's 102 there. At Phoenix, it's it's 108.
2: But it feels like – But the dew
1: point is 16. Yeah. So the heat index when it's 108 degrees is actually – it feels like 99 in Phoenix. And, And we would agree, Jeff, after being there last week, that's about what I felt like. It didn't feel like 109. I felt like it was hot, but it was like, eh. Uh, I didn't sweat much there, which was odd, but I cannot imagine walking out in a hundred degree temperatures with the dew point in the low seventies. Dude, that's
2: like instant, just sweat. I was there in, I believe it was. So I covered weather in Waco, Texas for two years from 2017 to 2019. And I believe it was, Oh, right. I believe it was 2018 when Waco hit its all time record high of 114. man. Let me tell you. In, in even those days when the, the actual temperature is extreme, there's still some moisture in the air. And, um, why is it so important to have dry air versus more? Your your body sweats and that's how we regulate the heat in our body and that, that sweat evaporates. Think about when you get out of a pool or you get out of the shower and your body gets really cold really fast because the water's evaporating off your skin. When it's really humid and it's really hot, you can't regulate that heat. Your, the sweat doesn't evaporate off your skin effectively. So that's why it's mm-hmm. so dangerous. And yeah, there are excessive heat warnings, heat advisories posted across parts of the Four Corners, the Southern Plains, the Deep South. This is a big-time heat wave, and we, Mark, you mentioned a little while ago that the heat that we have coming in is going to be short-lived because the ridge is not necessarily going to park itself. But these folks down south, that ridge has been parked over them, and they're they're going to go the rest of the week with extreme heat. It's relentless stuff. So yeah, if you're going to be traveling out there, I'm sure you're aware of the forecast, but when you have humidity involved or high dew points, it is a different animal.
1: Yeah, I'll take our 92-degree day with a dew point of 50 or 55 uh, any time. <laughs> Suddenly it doesn't seem so hot.
2: Yeah, so between the heat down south and the smoke up to the north and to the east, uh, there's some pretty you know, active in its own kind uh, weather impacting uh, the, the uh, eastern half of the United States. So that's what's right. going on out there. Um, I think, you know, I wanted to obviously focus on weather, but I also wanted to bring a, some attention to one of our – one of our teammates, um, Camilla Ortiz, guys, competed in yeah. the Ironman uh, in Coeur d'Alene, <laughs> Idaho over the weekend. Um, Mark, you filled in for her. That's why you were working Saturday and Sunday. Right. And uh, for folks that are not familiar with Ironman, you have to swim, you have to run, or you swim? Let me think about this swim, cycle, run. Yep, swim. I think that's the yep. order, though. Um, and I, I don't know the exactly order. the distance for swimming. I think it's like one and a half to two miles or something like that. And then. You, we'll look at the stats in a little while, but an Ironman is a lot of swimming, a lot of running, and a lot of bicycling. And Camilla...
1: I think the cycling is around 100. Okay. 100 for the cycling, then it's a full marathon, full marathon.
2: after doing yeah. those two. Think about running a full marathon after you know, swimming and swimming cycling and biking. for a heck of a distance. So Camilla placed fourth in her age group from what i understand
1: wow yeah
2: and um there were other rankings i was watching her live on this uh, iron man website it was super fun watching her finish up the oh, run. i didn't
0: know i could have done that you know, I d- Shoot! i didn't
2: either katie but i was like i wonder if i can look up her results and she was on her like final four miles and i was watching her times come oh, in. And, um shoot but she because she placed fourth in her age group guys she qualified to compete in iron man in um In Kona, Hawaii.
1: Kona,
2: which, Mm -hmm. what I understand is like the big time. Um, It's the international one,
1: original. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I've seen signs out there when I've been there before of the, you know, where the Ironman swim is and whatnot. So, shout out to Camilla. I know she wanted to be with us on the podcast today. The timing didn't work out. Hopefully, she can be with us next week and we can talk more about this. But we have we have an athlete on the team, guys. Mm. We have an athlete.
1: No kidding. Amazing, amazing. The human body, what it can do. And Camilla is just like, yeah. Uh, it's kind of nice because the day after she can eat whatever she wants. Actually, for the next week after she burns so many <laughs> calories, she's like, ah, pizza and cookies and all this stuff. I so,
0: saw her um, when she was training right before she got to the point where she couldn't do it anymore. She was sitting with a McDonald's hamburger and fries <laughs> in her hands, and she was just <laughs> hugging it with the biggest smile on her
2: face. <laughs> yeah, Katie, have you a ever lot of fuel needed so? That's amazing. Katie, have you ever opened her drawer in the Weather Center?
0: Uh-huh. Oh yeah.
2: I mean if you're hungry, that's where you go, right? Yeah, there's She's like, right. Hey, you
0: want a Snickers? All right. For
2: for for anybody that doesn't know, Camilla has the stash of goodies in her in her drawer because I think the hunger yeah. just kicks in out of nowhere. Um, yep.
0: but her right. drawer says somebody else's name on it, like John or something, doesn't it?
2: Oh, cover. I'm still here.
1: Um, it's Gary. I think oh, it's Gary. <laughs> and that's some joke. I think with Julie Broward that used to work with us, That's and, right. Uh, it's some joke between those two, maybe she should explain, maybe next podcast ask her who is Gary.
2: We got, yes, yeah, Gary, we have some questions, so that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so congratulations to Camilla. And if you follow Camilla on social media and you don't already know, you should shoot her a congratulations as well. Um, all yeah. right. The three of us guarded and Mark and I were texting Katie over the weekend um, mm-hmm. because I was out there with my wife thinning the apple trees amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a pretty mm-hmm. good season so far and our tomato plants are going nuts. <laughs> how, how are things going? in your? To say that. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear about what's going on in the Nelson backyard and, the Suniga backyard. So Katie, why don't you kick it off? How about Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well,
0: mine's not, mine's not as um, intricate as your guys because I just started this year and they're in pots. And so for anybody who gardens, you know that pots restrict the growth, which means you don't get as much as if you were to put them in the ground. But my tomatoes have gone gangbusters. Like it's insane how much my tomatoes have gone. And I went out uh, yesterday morning and I was checking on things and I lift up a leaf and there would be an entire cucumber that wasn't there the last time I checked. Like, <laughs> Those I mean, are like probably yeah. like yeah. five, four five inches long. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a cucumber that was, I promise you was not here last time I checked under that leaf. Yeah, exactly. Like Mark was making a little, you know, (laughs) half inch line. (laughs) Just tiny, tiny. So those are going crazy. And um I have I'm trying these new peppers. They're Indian hot peppers. Hmm. And I had none. And I went out the other day and I found four. And they're just I mean, everything is just going like I said, just gangbusters. It's awesome. Strawberries, everything. So it's been a three new zucchini as well and three more bell peppers as well so they're just pretty
1: amazing for the end of june because i mean it depends on where you live you're a little lower elevation but it's to get stuff in june is pretty impressive it is it's that warm may that really did it and the cold weather we had that spell of cold weather just wasn't quite enough to um you know just three days it slowed them down you know slowed them down but not enough to really make things really slow down
0: yeah, yeah, no, they're yeah. they're going great. So we have lots of plans for some some uh, pasta salads with lots of veggies in them here soon. Good,
2: seeing. good. Mark, yeah. what's what's going on in your backyard?
1: Well, my cucumbers are only about three inches tall. Yay, tall. Um, uh, the carrots and everything looks good. Um, I, I did just start thinning the apples. After I told you, didn't I tell you like a week ago, Jeff? I said, oh, did you thin your apples? Yeah. Cause the reason you thin them is two reasons. One is the you they produce too many fruit. I mean, you don't want them will produce a ton of little small ones, right? And the other thing is, like I noticed on t- a couple of my branches there, I mean, it's it's going to break off by late summer, and you're, you'll damage your tree because there is so much fruit. It'll just break it. So, it's, and we always have too many apples anyway. So I am um, only like half clipped. I got five. I have five apple trees. I haven't even touched one of them. I've done maybe half on the other four trees, but I got to finish it probably this weekend after we go camping. So um they're getting pretty big though I should have done it maybe 2 weeks ago. I mean mm-hmm. most of my apples were like like that already and typically this time of the year they're pretty small. So yep uh, I and I saw you you've been thinning as well, right?
2: Yeah, um Katie and I were out there. You got that picture that we sent you. Um and Yeah. Yeah, we have a ton of apples. The other Katie. Yeah, my my Katie. Your Katie. My wife Katie. Yeah. Not yeah. the
1: Katie we're talking to right now. Right. right
2: now. Yeah, so the apple trees are doing better than they've ever done. We we've only had them for a few years out in the backyard. Um and you know, we we are just getting tons of raspberries right now. We're waiting for the blueberries to come in. They, they sit on the deck and oh. on a bush. Like, or basically, we have this big pot on the deck, and uh, bla- um, uh, blueberries come in seasonally. So we'll we'll see how that one plays out. But tons, of, Katie. We've yeah. had already tons of strawberries. They come in waves. So yeah. the first wave is ended. So we're waiting for wave number two. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, also have cucumbers. Man. Big cucumber came in while we were in Phoenix, Mark. That was exciting to see. Um, we're growing pumpkins. We're attempting to for the first time this year. So yes. we, we have two pumpkin um, plants that are just, they're going crazy. Man, those things get big fast. Um, I'm kind of nervous. They do. They grow fast. Yeah.
1: But they're fun. They're, they're kind of like low maintenance. You just keep giving plenty of water and some fertilizer and they just take off.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And we have—we're—we went Squatch. we went kind of crazy with the tomato plants. I think we have like 12 tomato plants this year just because we eat so many of them. We were thinking, wow, let's just go for it. Yeah. Um, so those are going nuts. We got some kale in there, um, squash, squat. We have multiple squash coming in now. Uh, we use those in uh, we make Indian food at home, like tikka masala. Oh. So we we'll throw those in there once oh, yeah. those are ripe. And um, yeah, a few other things coming in. The Garden's looking great. We've had we've already had a cherry harvest out front on the cherry tree. We have a new cherry tree that we got last year. It was probably maybe um, eight feet tall, but it's a grafted one.
1: Do you make um? Do you make Pepper chase run around all day to chase the birds away, or how do you keep the birds away from it?
2: Pepper chases the squirrels um, and the crows. She's getting a little older. She's twelve years old. She doesn't have many teeth, so Mm -hmm. she's not very vicious. And um, I think think because of that, I think they, I think all these uh, little animals know that. Oh yeah, she's not going to hurt us, so we'll just come back. And while she's inside, so yeah, she does some guarding, guard work. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a good season. The fact that it's late June, I'm I'm excited for how you know, the rest of the summer will play out um, and we should do it. A- I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you talking about apple trees. Has anybody ever talked to you about pruning your tomatoes?
2: Um,
1: I have, I do in September hard. I kind of strip it pretty much around labor day. I, I heard that shocks them kind of at the end. And then I've only got about yes, a month from that. You know what? Until they're done. Katie. My,
2: what, what, my, what were you going to say? Katie? Well, I was just going to say Katie. My Katie was pruning them um, earlier this year because I guess it promotes growth. Is that correct?
0: Yes, exactly. So what you do is there's a very specific type of branch that comes off and you would think, oh, you know, we need all this to get all the sunlight and the vitamins and everything, but you actually prune the non-productive ones and it takes that energy and then puts it in. And so we love to make like salsas, we did tomatillos before, and I was able to get an entire season's worth of tomatoes, plus give them to my friends off of one tomato plant because I trellised it on a six foot trellis. And so I just grew my tomatoes like a vine and then trimmed off all those extra little branches and it literally just exploded we could not keep up hmm. with the production of tomatoes when we did that and so i had one cherry tomato bush and one hothouse tomato and it was enough to feed the neighborhood hmm. it was insane cool. so hmm. pruning them really really helps the production and the ripening the quickly more ripen so then more tomatoes can come out off of that so
2: this is the first year you haven't year, learned how to do that you it's should. Good to know. this is the first year that my wife has done it and i've never seen our tomato plants so large and it it's late June. So we still have at least a couple more months of yeah. growing um, and harvesting. Yeah. So it's now it's, it's turning yeah. out to be a great year for growing and I'm sure some, we would love to hear, I mean, if you, if you listen to our podcast and you follow us on social media and you have any tips for gardening, we would love to hear them. We would, and we will include some of those mm-hmm. tips if they're worthwhile uh, to mention on our next episode of uh, the Fox 12 weather podcast. Um, and <laughs> I think we're officially running out of time. It's three thirty. Mark. Who, who's up? doing the four o'clock today? Is that you Mark?
1: That's I got the 4, the 5, Katie's got the 6, 8, and 9.
2: Okay. And then I got the 10 and the 11. All right. So, you know, we have a lot of news, and uh, you can catch that forecast. Oh, we sure do. That's right. That, and that's coming. <laughs>
1: we sure do. We're, we're really honing
2: in on the heat now, folks, uh, as we get into, uh, you know, middle part of summer or so. Um, I guess depending on when you think summer starts. Yeah, Let's...
1: this is prime time. I mean, July and August is prime time for heat. These next eight weeks, eight, nine weeks, this is prime time.
2: Yeah, so... expect more of that and yeah we'll we'll have another episode coming next week either tuesday or thursday those seem to be the days that we record um and we appreciate you joining us enjoy your fourth of july weekend we'll have a recap of that uh next week and until then uh we'll talk to you soon
1: please
2: tell us about the
1: weather right
2: away